If we three were lost in the woods being chased by malevolent forces, what would your escape plan be? Well, it has been very clear that I always just give up. (laughs) (laughs) Even with my life on the line, you're just going to roll over like a pig. Well, yeah. I guess this is where I'm dying. Better find a nice tree to die under. (laughs) It's a good death tree. I'm glad we're starting with John. Fuck it, guys. What's the point? Yeah. You know, a little existential dread. But I mean, if we tried to follow a river, use a map and a compass, I'm out of ideas. That's it, huh? That's Those are my three plans. Were you never in the Boy Scouts or Maybe. anything like that? I don't know that the Boy Scouts taught how to escape a haunted forest. Oh, they teach you outdoor skills. Yeah, I mean... It can be applied in haunted situations. But I think that the witch was preventing them from going anywhere. Remember when they walked in a circle by trying to follow a river? They were going south the whole time and somehow walked in well, a circle. I think that had more to do with the just malevolent forces blocking their way. Oh, so if I was in a non-haunted forest, how would I escape? Because I wouldn't just lay down and die if a witch wasn't trying to kill me because I've been lost in the woods before. <laughs> <laughs> you have. I like yeah. the, the one thing that changes his will to live is whether there's something chasing him or dead. Yeah. Something wants me dead. I give up. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> when I was uh, in college, me and a friend had a great idea of thinking like, what if we hiked off trail and we immediately got lost? Like, wow. Like 10 minutes. Just moments into <laughs> yeah. the, like three steps forward. I don't know where we yeah. are. We got lost immediately and it took us like four hours, but we got our way back. That's okay. actually really true. Cause when I went to the Redwood forest uh, with my aunt, <clears throat> when I was like a teenager, we followed this down tree. It like fell over and you were like walking along it. And you get like, if you jump off of it left or right, you still know where the tree is right behind you. You can follow it back. But if you jump left or right, it's so dense like, you couldn't see where you were. I could see how you get lost instantly. Yeah, it was nuts. So, but we, I escaped that situation because there wasn't a witch fucking with me. Did your friend have to pick you up off the ground and be like, no, John, we no. Can make it. No, but you I can't w- go on. It's been 30 <laughs> seconds, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. I was like, oh, well, I guess this is where I'm dying in a Florida state park. Would you like to reformulate a plan if I told you you could escape? Oh, then I'd find the a body of water and just follow it in one direction for as long as it it's took. a pond. It's a circular pond. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've seen that tree stump before. Yeah. Ah, I'm Some over. kind of river or stream, assuming one exists. Okay. Mine's real simple. Start an isolated fire. Smoke will call people to you. And if it doesn't work, burn the whole forest down. Yeah, I think... Part two will happen very quickly after part one. I think California wants to have a couple words yeah. with you. Hey, you know, <laughs> how do we know that that's not how these fires started? Thousands of acres burned down today. Why? There was a witch. He was 75 feet from a path and turned around. <laughs> I was literally right next to my car, but I decided to burn down the forest. Okay, well, here's what I got. Okay, Mark wrote like a story. All right, so... Assuming that we have our standard camping gear. I just uh, realized how like jokingly we were about the wildfires in California. Like that's oh, yeah, sorry about the wildfires. Yeah, yeah. We're sorry if we were insensitive. We apologize about that, <laughs> but yeah. So you okay. were saying we had our standard camp gear. Right. Uh I would commence with digging up a like a tunnel hole for us to hide in and we're gonna sharpen sticks. Okay. Okay, so you're going Lord of the Flies right away. That's a step one. Okay. Like, like a punji okay. trap? No, we're gonna stay in the hole. It's not like cover it with leaves and wait for the witch to fall in the hole. <laughs> that would oh, okay. be great. No, this is somewhere where we can have just one way of entering, right? We know what hole the witch is going to come in. Okay. Um, we're saying, fuck this shit. <laughs> what? Just one hole that the witch is going to come in. And I'm like sitting there going like, oh, I want to make a fucking crash joke so bad right now. But there's only one entrance, so we know which way to guard. Okay. Um, 
we're just going to hunker down and then every day we're going to go out and we're going to start marking our path so we won't get turned around. We know yeah. east, we marked it, and west, we marked it. But do we have a compass? We do, but we need to be able to tell where we're going. Apparently, the, the compass got issues. Right? Okay. I feel like they can fuck with the compass easier than moving trees. Yeah, they definitely can't erase a marker or something. They're only a witch. No, no. So it'll work. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do we know that? Do we know what the power set of the Blair Witch is? No, it's pretty vague. Okay. This is just my assumption. This okay. is what I would try to do. Is it successful? No. Apparently, maybe none of our options would be successful. But this I is don't my attempt know. to get us out. Depends on your goal. Mine would be no successful. there's no forest, there's nothing to haunt. If your goal is to just lay down and die, check. I have a feeling if there was... We'll no have John light the fire. Me and you can start running. If she's going to start washing away my symbols and carvings and trees to mark which directions which, then I'm yeah. sure she's going to put your fire out. Yeah, that seems likely. Yeah, that's good. Sure. Huh. Anyway. Damn it. Yeah, my, it's just... Uh, it, we make a base... And then we slowly work our way out. None of this. We got to return the camera tomorrow. Fuck that. That's gone. We, this is survival. We're going to be here a while. Why we're don't work we our way out. trek in a certain direction and dig multiple holes? Wherever we camp, we dig a hole. Instead of going, because you, you cut our time in half. If we have to go back to the same hole every night. There's a maximum circumference that we're radius that we're going to be able to search. Or well, how about this? When I Mark calls us and says, hey, let's go to the forest, we'd be like, no, nah, we're good. That's the best option. Let's go <laughs> with that. Go. I don't think they were ever not lost. Four days. Based on the 90-minute movie, I think they got lost go. about as fast as I did. 12 seconds when into the forest. she was still forest. in her room. Yeah. <laughs> they, they saw a tree and were like, I am fucking confused. She's a poor lost soul. <laughs> Greetings, all you creatures from cyberspace. Welcome to the Grave Talk podcast. I'm Garrett, joined by Sonny Corleone and Mike Consigliere. Um, Who are they? Tom. Uh, Tom Hagen. Oh, I think I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Do we need to leave? Godfather <laughs> talk? <laughs> Welcome back to Godfather talk. <laughs> My name is Mark. That's Garrett. He's John. Together we are... Voltron. Voltron. Oh, Captain man. Planet. What have you. How are you guys doing today? It's cold and rainy. It is. And it's miserable. Kind of it's very wintry. Good day to talk about horror. It's been yeah. a rough week, you guys. Has it been? It's been a rough week. Yeah, I can but I'm glad out. we're here talking about horror movies now. Yeah. That's true. Which one are we talking about today? The Blair Witch Project. That's right. John's personal choice. Yeah. And I want to know why this was your choice. Because, even though I think we will all agree that it did not hold up all that well, it is still a milestone horror film um, and something that I think any self-respecting horror fan would have to watch. There has undoubtedly been found footage films before The Blair Witch Project. Um, Cannibal Holocaust, I think, is like one that people think about a lot. Mm -hmm. Garrett, if you haven't seen it, you would love that movie. You would not. I'm aware it. of it. Um, I know of it. I don't know how excited I'd be for it. Um, but to say that, you know, the whole genre of horror didn't change after 1999 because of this movie, at least for probably 10 years, um, would be like incorrect. So you picked this because of the achievement of the movie, not so much because you really enjoy this movie a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I thought I remembered liking it and I think I'm sure I did like it more before the found footage genre got played to death um, because it was so unique and creative for the time. So I also remembered liking it upon reviewing it. Um, whew, it's a bit of a, a ride, <laughs> but 
So this came out in 1999. John, I'm going to assume you were live at that time. I was. I was. He had not rolled over and died in a forest yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, This movie was surrounded by some very interesting viral marketing campaigns that we hadn't actually seen before. Right. Um, The uh, directors and writers had set up a faux website that had documentarian information, interviews, all kinds of stuff. Uh, really posing this film to be true. Yeah, and I was in middle school. I was in middle school in 1999, and a very common debate was, was this movie real or not? I, yeah, every conversation was like, have you seen The Blair Witch? I'm like, no, what is that? It's like, I don't know if it's real or not, but if it's real, holy shit, was yeah. kind of the, the thought around it. Um, I think now that we're so far removed from that, you know, this is going to be a 20-year-old movie. Hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, next year, I think it actually needs that kind of Atmosphere. is it real? Is it not to be really effective? Because once you have that removed and you realize it's not real, then the movie loses a lot of its power. So yeah. I will say this: like as I was watching it, because I remember that also. I remember hearing, you know, like because I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I don't know if did either one of you guys see it in theaters? No, no. I didn't see it till the video. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it till it came out on video. I remember very clearly everyone talking about it. And I remember even after it came out, there was still discussion on whether or not it was real. Yeah. And when I finally saw it, it was very much, I mean, we knew at that point it wasn't real, but it did help for the fact that I was like, I was going to make that call myself. And upon rewatching it for this, the the podcast, about halfway through, I was dying. I was like, oh, this is going to be so rough. And then I had to kind of convince myself, like, what if this was real? Like, I had to kind of like tell myself, like, Go back to that, I don't want to call it innocence, but go back to that like um, time period, that, that consciousness of not really being positive until you've seen it yourself. That helped me get to the rest of this film. Yeah. Because if I had gone through it just like knowing that this was just like what it was, oh, it would have been the longest 90 minutes of my life. Yeah. Like 50 minutes of it is just arguing the movie and it's just three people yelling at each other in the woods. This movie made me feel, made me really miss Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner with my family. <laughs> so much arguing. Invokes, so many people are mad at each other. <laughs> invokes the emotions of family hatred. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to know. Uh, well, this one's directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. It's sitting in at 87% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 157 critic reviews. Wow. It's at a 56% of the audience reviews at 401,609. Do you no. think, are you allowed to go back and change critic reviews with um, Metacritic? Or oh, is it Rotten Tomatoes tomato. or Metacritic? Uh, or is this, this based was, off when they, they first came out? Because I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes is around then. No, this it? has to be like a, a post-type uh, review situation. Because we see a lot of 80s movies that have reviews. Yeah, also. I think they go back and like if they can find an original review like they'll online, they'll use that. Yeah, Because I feel like when it first came out, I feel like it would have gotten much higher praise, yeah. which, which kind of justifies the 86% or 89%, whatever it was, for that time. I yeah. feel like I would have rated this much higher. I mean, in fact, I remember watching this and going... All right, cool. That was kind of crazy. You know, like there's two parts that really scared me. The rest of it was boring as shit. But I remember like, you know, like that was really interesting. But now I watch it. I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah. like, the thrill is gone. It'd be interesting. An interesting exercise for any uh, entrepreneuring listener would be to see how does the Rotten Tomato user score trend kind of over time? Because I bet in 1999 and in 2000 and 2001, user, if Rotten Tomato was around, users were like, fucking thumbs up, this is the shit. And now if you're watching it in 2018, you're like, what am I watching? God, this is boring. I'd also love to see if you just took the film in some sort of vacuum to someone who's never heard Blair Witch and be like, I don't know if this is real, we just found this. Oh, would it? Would someone fall it for it? it? Would it still convince them? Well, and I think that's part of what makes this film. And I think we've... We've touched on this a couple of times. I'm sure we'll touch on it again, but that's kind of what, without the the lead up, without the marketing, without the um, 
the uh, the social effect that this movie had when it first came out, this movie is not what it what it is. Yeah. I mean, as a as a standalone film, eh as a conceptual event. Yeah, like part of a time. package, an yes. entertainment package. Yeah, I think you have to take that in. So to show someone this movie now, especially with them knowing that, like, oh, it's just a movie, yeah. I, I don't think it holds up in any form That's of fashion. That's what I mean. If you, could, if you could somehow simulate the same, like if they didn't have access to the internet, they were just in a room, like, here, watch this. We, I don't know if this is true or not, and just let them decide kind of what you put your same mindset in. I think like, they'd also... Would it be effective? Have to be oblivious to found footage as a genre of I film. I guess so. Now. There's so many of yeah. those now. It'd be tough. It went from like never happening to some crescendo, probably with like Paranormal Activity 20, and then so it's like <laughs> everywhere now is a found footage film. What's that bumbling idiot in that Nico? Oh, Mika. 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 Mika, the dumbest Mika. character that has ever been on a screen of any I kind. what Mika's plan to get out of the woods would have been. Probably like mine. Sat and yelled at the witch. No, <laughs> Mika would have been like, let's poke it with a stick. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, this one has Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, Michael C. Williams as themselves, quote unquote. I don't know if they have an actual name, but that's their listing in IMDb. Okay. Here's what the back of the VHS has to say about Blair Witch. Now prepare for a motion picture experience unlike anything you've ever seen, heard, or feared before. Acclaimed by Entertainment Weekly as one of the creepiest films since The Exorcist, The Blair Witch Project follows a trio of filmmakers on what should have been a simple walk in the woods, but quickly becomes an execution into heart-stopping terror. As the three become inexplicably but undeniably lost, Morale deteriorates, hunger sets in, accusations fly, by night unseen evil stirs beyond their campfire's light, by day chilling ritualistic figures are discovered nearby, as the end of their journey approaches they realize that what they've been filming now is not a legend, but their own descent into unimaginable horror. Okay. I wonder how fast after The Exorcist were movies the creepiest movies since The Exorcist. I mean, I think that just came out in like 76, 77. Like, was it like 78? Like the next movie? Yeah. It's like Star Wars, the creepiest movie <laughs> since The Exorcist. The scariest movie you've seen since yesterday. We really, it's still happening today. Yeah. It's still happening today. That's how far the bar was set 20, when that movie yeah. came out. I feel like at this point, 20, like uh, 30 years after The Exorcist, there are people who've never even seen The Exorcist and their only reference point is knowing it as a movie that every movie's been creepier since. <laughs> <laughs> never since, watched it, but yeah. apparently it's the worst film ever. I will <laughs> yeah. die immediately if I watch. Well, apparently every horror movie since then has been better. Why do I need to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> this one's creepier than, so now. Now we're good. I don't have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I already raised the bar. So if somehow you haven't gathered by now, this film is set up in a documentary style found footage shaky cam setup. Yeah. Uh, dual camera system, one in color, one in black and white. Uh, these film students are going out to investigate the legend of the Blair Witch. Um, it seems about every 60 years or so, a rash of uh, murders tend to happen, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Right? Yeah. Uh, in, 1940, in the 1940s, seven kids were kidnapped and killed by someone named Rustin Parr, I believe. Sounds like a killer's name. Right. Rustin? 
Uh, they, Sorry to any Rustins <laughs> listening, but you got a killer's name. <laughs> I never actually heard of the name Rustin before this film. But. They'd probably go by Rusty. If I were named Rustin, I would not tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just call me Russ. My Christian name is Rustin Belafonte. <laughs> so it, he, the way he would murder these kids is he would put one into a corner while so they couldn't see him kill the other one. Yeah. Um, that's going to pl- come to play into the film's final act. I wouldn't have worked with Baby. <laughs> baby in the corner. <laughs> so was it the so along those lines though? Was it the witch that had possessed this dude to do these things, or is that dude the actual Blair Witch? Like, and can a can a, a male be a witch? So the information that you seek is not within this film. Okay, the princess that sounded is in like an NPC castle. right there. You <laughs> <I just> know? <laughs> okay. The princess is in another castle. Uh, there was a documentary released, yeah, alongside this film called The Curse of the Blair Witch where they actually delve into a lot of the backstory of this stuff. And that's where they go into saying that every 60 years or so, the witch starts to kill again. I think, Garrett, the answer that you're looking for is she does some sort of possession type thing yeah. uh, when she returns. Okay. I don't think in this case the male would be the witch. He would be possessed by a witch. So maybe he's like a familiar or something. Yeah, the original witch's name is Ellie Kedward. And, that's uh, right, that's right. I think it was in the seventeen late 1700s, uh, She, according to this mockumentary, she was practicing witchcraft. She was found out by the to- by the town. Then she was wheeled out into the woods, tied up, and left to die in the snow. That does not seem like an effectual way to get rid of a witch, as no. it was proven. Don't you burn the witch? Yeah. Burn the witch. You got to weigh them first. Garrett, set that forest on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been mayor of Burntown. <laughs> That's it. There would be no witch curses. I'm a little more rational, but I mean, you know, it's a good plan. One-way ticket to Burntown. <laughs> So that's kind of a, a quick history lesson on the Blair Witch uh, urban legend that's going on in this film. Uh, our students set out. Now, did they, is it for a school project? Did they actually mention it? Or, or like they're just I think novice they're just, filmmakers? Yeah. I think they're just, yeah, they're just making a documentary on this because. Yeah. So they all load up the car, they park it, and then go into the woods. They're uh, equipped with a map compass, backpack, survival gear. Um, and they're basically going to go try to find any evidence of like Rustin Parr's house or yeah, I think they're just trying to like wish. document like, I wasn't it. Quite sure what they were going to look for exactly. I think it was just like the history of of the Blair Witch because they were doing those interviews. Have you heard about it? Bop bop bop, and then they go in the woods. I think, I don't. I guess yeah, you're right. I don't know what their plan was in the woods. Maybe it was to find that house, but then they were so shocked when they found a house. But they were also eating leaves at that point, so and kind of losing it. Yeah, yeah, very much losing it. Yeah, by the time we get there, maybe they were just in the woods for some footage, and then their plan was to go back to the car. But they brought a tent and everything. Fuck, I don't know. It wasn't a well thought out plan. I don't. Whatever it was, yeah. Why were they there? I don't know. Good job. I think she was documenting it, right? She wanted to like. <clears throat> it was like her thesis or school projects or some shit. Right. But we don't know what the purpose of going to the woods was to find. Like, what did she expect to get? For multiple days, they were going to hike in the woods to do what? I think they were trying to find like, I think she was there to like kind of just try to track down the yeah. like investigative reportive kind of, you know, documentary style. Well, this is not a group I'd want to go with. No, they're God. so unlikable. Even, God. In, even in 1999, they seem like shitty people. Yeah, there's just three <laughs> terrible, I don't terrible know, you guys. <laughs> I think you're being a little harsh. I think they're just three people like, but like, it seemed like they didn't know Mike beforehand because like when they first pick up Mike, she's like, is this the guy? Is this? Yeah. I'm like, how did you find this dude then? I assume maybe he was just another uh, like 
movie student. Or yeah, I think he was the guy who had the cameras. Because remember, back then, that was like a big deal. We didn't all have 4K cameras just <laughs> yeah. around. That's Someone true. had to have equipment, and he was the guy with the equipment. Because okay. then she was like, oh, I thought you said you knew this stuff when he was talking about meters and centimeters. And I thought he that was figure. Josh, though. I thought that was the tall guy. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he was the one with the cameras. Mike, I guess Mike had the DAT. The DAT machine or something like that? or Right. Yeah, the audio equipment, I guess. So I guess, yeah, maybe they just knew each other through like, hey, we do film, let's... Yeah. Okay. I would also like to touch on, in 1999, cell phones existed. Pagers existed. Yes. Things existed that they should have had equipped. But small town, small town, you know, not everyone had a circuit and city The movie nearby. was released in 99. I think it takes place in 97. Oh, okay. That Which is still, mind you... Oh, yeah, because they found the footage. Yeah. Okay. Pagers at least existed, but I don't think cell phones were really a thing in 97 And a pager yet. only goes so far in the forest, though. Or they would have been really shitty cell back, phones. bro. I'd love to, but I cannot. <laughs> and every Lost in the Woods film now has to have a scene where it's like, I'm not getting any bars. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> batteries out. I'm not getting any cell reception out here. Oh, no, it's the yeah. witch. Which has is, it ever been done where someone gets scared and drops their phone in the water or something like that? I'm sure. Yeah. That sounds like a I would, thing. I, I like that. the ones where they're just like, I don't know, it totally should work, but it doesn't. Like, that works for me. <laughs> like, that's fine. I get it. You have to get rid of a cell phone nowadays in a movie or the movie will be over immediately. Right. So, like, I just, all right, good. Check that box. Like, but I'm just saying, like, every movie now has the task of right. showing the scene why we can't use yes, a cell a, phone to get out of the situation. Which is funny because if you think about it, the Goonies didn't have to fall into that trap. Chunk called the cops and the cops were like, eh, I don't believe you. Like, that was a great True. moment where, like, they had the option to call for help and help just didn't, had a good reason for not coming. I was like, yeah, movies don't put enough thought into that, the Fair. phone aspect of it. I think there's there's ways to get around now without having to, like, I don't have bars yeah. or it doesn't work. Though I do like what the, was it, maybe it was The Ring did where they just took the voice of somebody else so you thought you were asking for help or I know... Uh, oh, The Grudge. The Grudge, yeah, sorry. And uh, was it 1401 does it too where he thinks he's calling his wife but it's really just the demon pretending to be his wife. That'd I dig be, that that's too. That's cool. I haven't, I haven't noticed that. I like that. Yeah, so it doesn't happen enough. Do that more movies so that we can complain about it later. <laughs> when the paranormal starts to take over our technology. So they go to the forest and they, yeah. they're walking around and it does seem like she's like lost immediately though. All three of them should have been instructed on how to use that map. Yes. There should have three maps. Maps are not expensive. Even in 1987. Right. Everybody yeah. gets a map. Yeah. Why was there one? You get map? a map and you get a map. Where's <laughs> yeah. Oprah when you need her? Three maps and a backup. She's hiding in a log. Here's your map. What if Oprah was the Blair Witch? Oh, yeah. Everyone should have brought their own maps, their own compasses. That's just like, I think, like, foresting 101. Because what if you got separated? Heather looked like she barely knew what she was doing with that map. Right. I think... I feel like maybe she barely knew what she was doing with this project. I think she had an idea. She wanted to execute it. I mean, we've... Let's not think about all the plans and things that we've done sure. when we were young that didn't plan out because we were totally ill-prepared. Absolutely. But, um... There was a kid who lived next door to me. Yeah, I made him smash all of his toys because I told him we were going to build a UFO out of all the tech parts inside. Wow, you're a dick. You're a real son of a bitch, Mark. <laughs> we smashed them all, and then I went home. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening out there, Mark's home address is dot, dot, dot. No, dot, he dot, knows dot, who dot, he dot, is. Dot, I'm talking about you, Brad. Oh, you know you. <laughs> oh, shots fired, Brad. <laughs> We've talked about it. Of course, his name's Brad. I would love if Brad makes contact first. <laughs> We've come to terms. No, the actual answer is I'm just a really stupid kid because I literally thought we could build something like a No malice, a UFO just stupidity. Type thing. Just yeah. stupidity. <laughs> it was only until there was a pile of dead toys laying around us that I realized I made a mistake. <laughs> I gotta go home. <laughs> I've made a grave error. Well, hope you like cleaning <laughs> up the toys. Mark, what's your grave mistake for your life? <laughs> uh, it, if only it was that. Yeah, fair um, enough. So they get out there, they're completely lost, and the movie progresses as they try to, like, 
go out there, find some stuff. They start finding little random tidbits of stuff, stacks of rocks. They're looking for a cemetery. They're yeah. looking for um, evidence of these, these uh, urban legends of the Blair Witch. So they get out there, they find stuff. They're getting lost. They're getting more heated with each other. Time is running out. Animosity starts to grow, arguing. Things start happening when they camp at night. Do you think that the witch was influencing their personalities some? Because, I mean, they crack so fast and they turn on each other so bitterly. Like, okay, maybe they don't know Mike, so there isn't a bond there. But the uh, Heather and was it Josh, they seem to go back a ways and, like, they snap, like, immediately, like, there doesn't really seem to be a foundation of friendship there at Look, all. I like you guys, but if we get lost in the forest real quick, I'm going to be a complete fucking dickhead out the gate. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to be happy about that at all. Bad for survival. Got to keep a clear head. Well, I, think- I may survive. <laughs> you guys may not. <laughs> all that screaming and emotion. like, is, wake is, up and Garrett's just killed. setting John on fire. Like, <laughs> this is very, all I know how to do. I'm a very passionate person, guys. I'm just saying. Um, I, I will say that the characters seem to take turns about who's the most angry or who is the one that's being the most irrational, Yeah, which didn't seem like something like this should be happening is like, you know, you ha- usually have the one person in the group that's like losing their shit and then the rest of them are keeping calm right. and staying forth. But each of them seem to take a turn. And then it like to jump ahead a, a bit, we can continue with the plot that there is all that much, but like they just destroy that map for no reason. Like what an irrational thing to do. Well, Mike says he kicks it. He, he starts laughing and yeah. they're like, what's so funny? He's like, I kicked that fucking map into the river cause it wasn't doing us any good. And I understand why they'd be super pissed at that right. point because like that is a completely dumb, irrational option. I don't think that was the witch making him do that. I think that was him just like completely fed up and be like, like you're like, I'm just going to give up and die here. I think that was his like, I'm just going to give up because this is the shit we're stuck in. I'm going to take y'all with me. I'm going to find a nice tree. (laughs) Y'all could try and go get help. I'll be at this tree if you make it. (laughs) Well, Well, he chose a different path. Mike's defense of that was that he believed that Heather didn't know how to use it and that she was using it improperly and they were just walking around yeah. being lost. So destroy it. But you don't destroy the one thing that you might be able to use to get yourself out of yeah, the situation. No, you give it to Josh or you take it for yourself. Right. It's so dumb. It's fucked up, but I, I kicked that fucking map into the creek yesterday. It was useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. I fucking hate this kid. Mike. Holy shit. I really fucking hope Mike, he's kidding. Are you kidding. I really fucking hope Mike, he's kidding. Are you fucking kidding? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You've got to be kidding me. Mike, you have got to fucking be kidding me. I'm fucking you kidding. Get the fuck off me, man. What the fuck are you out of your fucking mind? Oh, not out of my mind. Right, the map doesn't man. do a shit. Do you realize? Not to you, but I do what the fuck that map says. Sorry. You are a fucking asshole. Sorry, well, Mike, you deserve to die for that. Yeah. Well, what's great about this, and we'll, we'll burn through the plot real quick, and then we'll talk about some of the, the stuff that was going on behind this, because this movie was kind of filmed. Um, the three actors didn't know the Blair Witch wasn't real. Like, they, they knew the movie was kind of a, a fake, like, documentary mm-hmm. thing, but they were under the impression, based off the information they were given, that this was a real urban legend that really existed. Mm-hmm. And evidently, they were arguing all the time. Like, sh- they kept, like, shorting their food, um, <laughs> making they're doing things to, like, legitimately, like, kind of make Push them agitated and stuff like that. And they were arguing nonstop. And in the movie, um, like Mike and Heather are going at it pretty heavily, but evidently it was Josh and Heather that were arguing like legitimately nonstop. And then they had to like cut a lot of the real arguments out because it looked like the guys were ganging up on Heather. 
and um, they didn't want it to seem yeah. that way. But there is yeah. a theory that that's actually what the movie is. It's on IMDb if you're really interested, but it's about the two guys basically tricking Heather uh, to take her out there and kill her, and that there is no Blair Witch, but it's them that are fucking with her the whole time. I think that's someone who has a, a wild theory, but that's interesting. Yeah, it is a stretch. When if you go, I recommend going on IMDb reading the trivia because it's down there, and they have like fifty bullet points about like how this makes sense. In the first like ten, you're like, oh yeah, but by like fifty, you're like, mm, think, you're really really reaching here. I think that's people just kind of jettisoning off the whole is it real, is it not, and then kind of making their own assumptions right. and trying to piece together this this story. That I could was, see that. Yeah, they. I, I did read that they were actually camping and, and hiking through the entirety of that shoot. They were. It was over um, eight days. Even the scenes where like someone comes up and starts rattling the tent on them, mm-hmm. that was all improvised. They didn't know that was about to happen, <laughs> so they were legitimately freaked yeah, out. Yeah, that was a director that was like happening. came up and started like, they knew there was going to be noises. Uh-huh. Um, like the director and other people were like in the forest with boom boxes, playing noises and snapping sticks and throwing them and stuff like that. And then the scene where like the thing rattles the outside of the tent, they freak mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That was a director who came up. That wasn't supposed to happen. So they were legitimately scared in that part where Heather's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? There was a, there was someone dressed in white clothing, a woman dressed in white clothing standing out in the forest and the camera was supposed to pan over and get that shot. But the person was so scared they didn't do it. <laughs> But yeah, so you were supposed to see the Blair Witch at one point, but huh. you didn't actually get to see it because they were so scared. I think it was more effectual not seeing the Blair Witch. I agree. Witch. I agree that that is the case. Well, it allowed the viewer to continue with the, is it real? Is it not? Is it rednecks fucking with them? Is yeah. there an actual witch? Um, if we saw a woman in white, then that would lead right. more to the credence of there being a witch. Um, so they come across a part of the forest that has like all these tied up wooden figures. Yeah. Like I don't call them like totems, but you know, kind of like, yeah, this is what they are though. Yeah. yeah. Was that ever explained? Like, do we know why the witch had those or if like, not that I know of, it's a, it I shows a symbol of some point. Cause there's like, there's like, um, totems and runes and stuff, not runes. I don't know if it's runes, but the stuff that's written on the, the walls of the house at the end. I think it's like along the lines of that. Uh, I did see that the runes on the wall are actually an ancient Hebrew language in an ancient, uh, some other type language. Um, hmm. It's not the actual Hebrew, but it's what preceded that. that Aramaic or whatever? Hebrew. Yeah, something okay. like that. And that the symbols are written backwards because when those originated, if a person is presented with something written backwards, it's supposed to have a negative effect on you. Huh. And that's actually, that's actually legit. I think it is, I think it's like runes, like runic writing and stuff like that. If it's written backwards, it's supposed to be like malevolent or evil. Yeah, I was just curious if there's any explanation to those because the actual Blair Witch box is, it's got that symbol on it. The remake has yeah. that symbol on it. I was just like, what is the point I of this symbol? I think that's just like, a symbol it? of the Blair iconic. Witch, yeah. I think it's just iconic. Yeah. That's, you know, the thing that's been associated with the, the witch. Yeah. Okay. And then Heather took one of those figurines, which seems like a bad decision. Oh, that's right. I totally yeah. fucking forgot about that until yeah. you just said that. That this movie, oh, back to my, the thing I hate the most about horror movies is people making just dumb, dumb fucking decisions. And I'll, it's not just horror movies. <laughs> That one dude in Jurassic Park 3 took the egg, which I was like, you, you dummy. But <laughs> yeah, just call back to Jurassic Park 3. Especially uh, JP3, <laughs> where you at? I love you. No, but like she was so careful to put the rocks back when yeah. they knocked over one of the like graves earlier. And then she's like, I'm just going to jack this. You're just going to pocket this oh, creepy like, little what statue. What are you doing? Yeah. 
you had it on film. If you really needed one for your project, just make your own. Be like, this is a replica. Right. Like, Ooh, right smart. Here. Smart. Bing, bing, bing. Um, tell you so, what, you guys can go in the woods with me. How about yeah. that? It felt go. so throwback to be here to hear. Be like, I got to get this on 16. It's like, oh boy, 16 millimeter. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had some throwbacks. To that. <laughs> Did you guys have any issue watching the film quality on an HD TV in 2018? No. Found footage camera work still. It doesn't make me sick, but still is so visually rough for me. I'm just like, hold the fucking camera still. Like, there's uh, people who run with cell phones who do better jobs <laughs> of like holding shit still. Yeah, I got to be honest. Some of that was so shaky that I was like, was starting to like, I got to look away for a minute because oh. I'm sorry. You're a film major with massive shaky cam. <laughs> you need to go back to class because you're not holding camera. But if you're running for your well, life, no, this yeah. is like, this, oh, this is just like normally filming. Walking up to Mike's apartment to pick him up is like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah. God. They did hold have some, some weird camera. focus issues too, yeah. which I get was part of the like, you know, style. But right. yeah. and I don't think these people were actual like cinematographers. The, the actors, they were just like, and most of the movie is just the footage they filmed themselves. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's just like, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. they should have taught them to use a camera if they're supposed to be film <laughs> students. It makes it a little less it believable. Makes, it makes you wonder if they were, if they didn't have Shaky Cam, if Shaky Cam would have been what it became in found footage. Or if all these Blair Witch knockoffs is why we were cursed with Shaky Cam footage for like 10 years. The Cloverfield may be the worst shaky yeah. cam of them all. That was like peak shaky cam. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Cloverfield had shaky cam, but they at least kept things in frame while they, they shook. Like this movie, it's like you're looking at ground as people run. And I'm like, just lift it up. Just <laughs> lift it just a little bit up. Let me show we're making progress. That's true. So they after coming across the totems, they're like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of this forest. I'm starting to get creeped out. It's starting to get dark. I got to get this camera back. I got to be at work the next day. They start hawking, hawking. They start hiking back, yeah. and um, they don't make it. And no, it's like time to put up camp. That's when we start getting the the shaking. We start hearing yelling out in the woods, like a man's voice, and they don't know what it is exactly. And that's where they start thinking maybe this is some rednecks fucking with them that knew they were out there. But that didn't make a whole lot of sense, honestly, because no one really knew they were there. Right. Other than maybe their family members. I don't even know if they knew though, because they were so concerned about not getting found. Yeah. And at some point, Josh goes missing. Right. Which, PSA, that is just like long-term hiking, camping 101. Always tell someone where you are, y'all. Don't just go out in the woods for like five days because no one's going to find you. America's a big country. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think even Heather makes some comment. It's like, America's, you don't get lost in America anymore. It's like bullshit. Yeah. That, <laughs> you People get lost all the up. time. <laughs> I get lost looking for the little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they? Was Where this like I? Pennsylvania or something like that? Maryland, I thought. I thought, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, I've been through Pennsylvania and just even like between like big cities, which is pretty close, you know, still it's like, do you get lost so quick? Right. Like, you could be lost for days yeah. and yeah. no one would find even you. Even if you're just a just hundred miles away, if you're lost in the woods, a hundred miles may as well be infinity miles because you don't know where you're going. You probably don't have enough water. Like You kicked your map in the river. <laughs> yeah. You're feeling real stupid about your life. There's one great moment, though, like leading up to before Josh disappears, uh, which is where the, the movie just basically hits full blast. Like we're, we're burning through the yeah. rest of this. Up until that, it's a very slow slog through a lot of this stuff. And it does definitely builds up. But up until that point, um, there's a point where Heather's always filming stuff and everyone's getting Mike and Josh are getting pissed. Like, put the fucking camera down. You got to stop. stop. This is not the time. And then Josh has it and he's like, I see why you do this. It's kind of like you're like separated from reality. Like you watch this stuff and then you kind of don't realize how real the situation is because you're looking at it through a screen. 
I love that line. I love that moment because I feel like that happens with like movies and video games a lot. And I'm not like one of those like they create violence or any of that shit. No. But we are definitely like we see things like you guys are so old hat in the horror movies and stuff. When you think about this, like, oh, that's just a horror movie. When I see stuff, I'm like, I think of the reality of it. I'm like, that's so fucked up, you know, and I think that line is so, so great and powerful because it really does show that, you know, when you see things through a screen or you see things like separated from reality, it does make them easier to process and handle. It also gives an explanation to why they continue to film when they get fucked with. Because I don't know. I well, know of we've, course. We've mentioned before, like, as soon as shit starts hitting the fan, you stop recording. Yeah. We said that in record. That's like, true. You fucking stop. But, but Your the, life's on the line here. Quit doing yes. the job. But as a coping mechanism, I agree with Garrett. I get it. It, it, it could help her disassociate from the active danger that she's in. Um, mm hmm. But I don't know that she acted that way, really, because she still was panicked. Is there? It would have been cool if she had been like the calm, level-headed one. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like, agree. Or something like that, where like they built upon that. But the premise, yeah, is super solid. This movie has hereditary level like like decision making for me. It's just like, why are you doing this? Yeah, they do make some bad choices. But then Josh goes missing because they're going to take turns keeping watch because they decide not to make a fire. They're going to take right, turns. They think every time a fire happens, some weird shit. So they're like, okay, maybe the fire's attracting whatever's fucking with us, which not terrible logic. I get it. At that point, so much crazy shit had happened. Uh, yeah, that's I, fair. Yeah. Try, they, try whatever you can shot. try. Yeah. In the middle of the night, they wake up and there's a bundle of sticks at the front of their tent. It's yeah. tied up with Josh's flannel. And they open oh, it up. Oh, that's Josh's flannel. That's right. Yeah. And they open it up and inside is his teeth. Yep. Wait, or, is it teeth? Because I, every time I've watched this movie, I'm always like, what is that? Is that a tongue? Is that an ear? Is that it's intestines? Teeth. It's actually real people teeth that they got from a dentist. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was tough to tell. But there's like meat in there too, though, right? It was goopy. Yeah, maybe oh, they got some of the gum with it. At it, first, I thought it was a scalp. See, I, I thought like, it was a tongue. Because I don't know what this is. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't quite clear, but at, when I paused it and stared at it for a while, like I think that's supposed to be like a molar or something. Yeah. Um, Weird. So, Heather chooses to keep this information to herself. Wait, does she? She doesn't tell Mike. She's like, as far as I what's know, wrong? Yeah. what's wrong? He's like, nothing. It's all right. It's Which, okay. Let's just go find. Oh God, I must have blocked that out because I did not Josh remember. I actually, actually don't think that's a terrible decision on her part. If you put yourself in her shoes, Mike has shown himself to be kind of crazy, maybe a little violent because he stole that map and threw it into the fucking river. Right, she doesn't know him. Well, violence against paper. Well, but, right, but <laughs> yes, you know, I, I see what you're saying. She doesn't know him at all. So, like, do I want to tell him this fucking terrifying piece of information that might snap? Oh, and at one point he was just eating a leaf. I think that was out of boredom. <laughs> I think he was just dick, dicking around, kind of like, what <laughs> but, am I gonna do? But John, let me, let me, let me. I don't. Like, I would keep that. I probably would have done the same thing. If let I were me, in her let shoes. me tell you why I'm not going to do that. Okay. Garrett goes missing. Yeah. I find his tooth inside of a bundle of sticks. Uh huh. We're giving up on Garrett. He's lost. <laughs> He's a lost cause. This is a trick. That's some John logic right there. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, You Garrett. sons of bitches. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the chances of you surviving at that point are probably very, very low. I can lead a very happy life with implants, you guys. <laughs> it's just like in the uh, the Full Metal Jacket where they snipe him, let him, you know, he's laying there right. bleeding and they're waiting for someone else to come out and get him so they can murder the next guy. Well, they ask about that because, like, don't that night after, like, kind of just becoming completely distraught about the whole thing, they hear um, Josh yelling from out in the woods, like yelling in pain. And they're like, do you think it's a trap? Do you think they're trying to lure us out? And I was like, ah, that's smart. I and, get it. And it absolutely was. And they fell right into the trap, even though recognizing it could be a trap. But they were already in the trap. 
right? They were already You're dead. already snared, you know. Look, I'm circling the toilet bowl. Like, try to get out. <laughs> Listen, in the words of the great Billy Madison, the thing I don't like about the story, Miss Lippy, is he only looked for like five minutes. You get out there and you find that fucking dog. Seriously, they should have gone and like, when they started hearing him screaming, take whatever weapons you have and then go for it. At this point, like John said, you're, you're snared. You're trapped. Fucking balls to the wall. I would come after you guys like... Valhalla Warhammer <laughs> like guns blazing like sticks axes whatever sure I may die but I'm already probably gonna die at this yeah. point my dude just went missing I'm coming at you guys so maybe not running hysterically in the direction of the screaming yeah they no I would run hysterically towards the screen <laughs> but I would come with ready to have, go crazy I've maybe made some I don't kind know of what plan. their plan was it, their plan was to run at the screaming and die yeah, <laughs> yeah they, had no, they plan. had no plan up to that right. point but <laughs> yeah then they saw the house and that like totally shook them they got shook when they saw that house but to be fair you see that house in the forest after everything's been going on. Yeah. What do you do? Do you not stop and go, okay, this just escalated oh, quickly. Definitely. So then they just go into the house, though. I would be like... Because they hear the screams from inside, right? Yeah. Make a plan, dude. Yes. At least three seconds of, yeah. like, Just a little rebuttal. communication. Here's a plan. Wait till the sun comes up. Was... Oh, what if you... But I think they were trying to, like, get to Josh before it was Sorry, too Josh. Now... Oh, that's kind of... I mean, <laughs> you make a valid point. This is probably because I watched too many movies in a row here, but... Didn't it, is it in the origin in this movie? Does the sun come up? Because I know in the other Blair Witches, it's always the sun dark. does come up. Okay. So in the the 2016 or 18, yeah. 2016, 16, I think, like not remake, but continuation, yeah. sequel, reimagining, the witch's powers are loosely kind of explained. She can control time and space, and yeah. she makes it like dark for like days. She does that in Blair Witch Two, the actual Blair Witch Two, as well. Does she? Right, because Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows, yeah, because they do that weird. Is that the one that Marilyn Manson song at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. they do that weird orgy thing that gets caught on camera. I don't remember that uh, at all. Well, you're not, you're not missing much on Blair Witch 2. the only thing I remember about bo- movie 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weird I orgy. really remember, don't remember the one thing that might be enjoyable about that it movie. Was, it was so weird. They but, don't really show it. They yeah. rewatch it I mean, it that was a good Marilyn Manson song, fact. but other than that. But, uh, but time does weird shit there too. So I couldn't remember if it was in this one. So yeah, if the sun is coming up, then fucking yeah, pump your brakes. Let's get some daylight here because it couldn't well, see shit. I'm judging this movie off of its own merits, not on the... 15 year later sequel agreed right. yeah so knowing that the sun does come up uh i would have also waited sun is rising <laughs> so they go bounding through this house screaming josh for the 300th time and not even together they start like leaving each other like that's i would i would kick you guys in the nuts so hard if, you, if we ran inside a fucking terror house and you were like I'm going upstairs and ran off without me. The moment I caught up with you, bam, right in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you stick with me, you dumb fuck. Yeah, like, like- I'm getting angry here because <laughs> like the concept of this is terrifying to me. This is the part of the movie that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And like the maddening, just like use your fucking brains for right. once. It's just the part of the movie where if they had just communicated a little bit, they caught, They could have maybe sorted some shit out. Also screaming Josh at the top of your lungs without giving him any opportunity to respond back. Maybe a mistake. You couldn't have fucking hurt him if he was like, you know, he's missing a tooth, so he's probably not that <laughs> solid too. So he probably well, man's got gauze in his mouth. <laughs> what if it's just a bunch of like rednecks who want to practice, uh, you know, early dentistry? Yeah. On the but other side of this movie is Dale and Tucker, really confused. <laughs> <laughs> These kids, they just keep coming. Oh man, he wanted a root canal. I didn't know what to do. Let's also, let's also say I'm missing a tooth. 
and you guys are wandering around the house still filming with cameras. You know how mad I'm going to see if you guys walk through the door and you're like, Mark, where are you? Right. Oh, let's get your close up real quick. Like, put the goddamn camera <laughs> away. Again. They at least resolve this in later like knockoff movies because they put a light on the camera. So now you're using it as a flashlight and it's like, all right. Which that- is what Record did. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, so yeah. they find Josh in the basement, which no, is probably... They no, they don't. find anything. They don't. No, they run down he... to the basement. They don't see anything. They run back up. That's they get Mike. separated oh, at this point. right. And then Fuck. she hears Mike screaming. Yes. She runs downstairs because, again, you didn't stay together like a bunch right. of I don't think idiots. they got separated. They just decided, like, per usual, right. well, the thing is, just one, person, one person heard something and ran one way. One person heard something and ran the other way without going like, hey, Fucking I'm Looney going tunes. upstairs. So she hears Mike scream, goes right. downstairs, walks into the basement area, sees Mike standing in the corner with his nose in the corner, which is reminiscent of the kids who were getting killed at the mm-hmm. beginning. And then she gets hit over the back of the head by something or grabbed by something. And then her camera falls and it's just staring at Mike standing in the corner like he's being punished. It's fucking. And that's the final shot, isn't it? Yeah. And then cut to directed by. Still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Still like the, the, the concept of it gives me goosebumps. But I mean, it sucks that I had to wait an hour and 26 minutes. Or not an hour and 26, but yeah, like almost like an oh, hour yeah, and 26 hour 20, minutes six, hour 20. just to get to that. Yeah, that scene was really, really good. Um, it was classic for a reason. You think about the technical achievement and what it took for them to make this film. and $60,000. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy, Literally. man. They made... What, it made like, what, $248 million? Like, yeah. it still has, like, the Guinness World Record of, like, the biggest turnaround of a movie. The biggest ever. return, yeah. It's yeah, nuts. that's insane. And uh, when you consider all these things, when when looking at it, it, it is a, a, a massive achievement in film. The, it, like one of the first viral campaigns that just took everybody yep. everybody's curiosity. Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't really hold up. Pulled out of that time, you yes. know. In 2018, it's not something that I would really recommend anybody need to watch. I think you find that with a lot of first quote unquote movies that like kick off a sort of sh- like laundry list of things, right? Like that they're, they are starting something that then other people will come and master and make better. Sure. Um, right, right moment, right time though. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think we see that a lot with, um, classic movies in general. Like if you look at the AFI top 100, you know, there's movies on there that I don't think are extremely amazing movies, but they really did set a template or mold for an entire genre or, particular way of storytelling that hadn't been done before. Now, do some of those movies not deserve to be on that list? And eh, it's questionable. But um, like, if you look at like Swing Time, you know, like movies like that with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, yeah. and you're just like, this is not a great film, but like they really just like the the way that they did that movie is so influential on other things that it really kind of deserves its own life. And I think that's what Blair Witch is. Yep. I think it's a, a somewhat, I don't want to say mediocre, but a somewhat kind of run-of-the-mill um, cheap horror film that did something so uniquely right that it, it's earned its place at the table. I don't Absolutely. know if that I don't know if that sounds like super like snotty, but like that's kind of the way I feel about it. No, and I, I don't want to take any way, anything away from it. It definitely earned its place. Oh yeah, I mean just for the sheer mark of what it did to movies for a long time. I think we're just now. Still, yeah. I mean, we talked about butterfly kisses not too long ago, and that's yeah. like very influenced by what the Blair Witch did. Uh, maybe not so much the film. It's, I mean, parts of it, the film itself, but like the concept that the Blair Witch set in motion, you know, yeah. other people are still to this day taking that that formula and tweaking it and making it their own and doing their own thing with yeah. it. Yeah. Thankfully, I think it is dying down a little bit. I think we're out of the woods of 
every other movie needs to be a found footage movie though. Well, we're also we were not in, seeing every other movie being a zombie movie. I mean, we're definitely, we're, I mean, trends are trends. Yeah. But this trend lasted a long time, probably like 15 <laughs> years. Did. Like, which was even more surprising that three hours later, book of shadows, the Blair witch two came out. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Literally, you left the theater, they gave you a ticket for the sequel, you went right back in. They turned this movie around in like nothing flat, which made me feel like maybe they retitled the movie they already had and threw in some Blair Witch shit. Because literally that that came out in 2000. It was 1999 and then 2000 we got movie two. It seems so far removed from stylistic choices of the first film. It was weird. I don't think that that's as weird like that a sequel came out exactly one year later or even because I think it's just nowadays movies seem to take fucking forever to make their sequels. But going back even relatively recently, like 18 months later, it was like time to go two years, like two years would have been a long time, right? Like uh, it's just now where it's like, all right, we'll see you in fucking seven years for part two. Well, because of their box office smash success, they were like, get another one out now before this dies down. But what I mean is weird is the, the just the, the tonal entirely, shift. Yes, the yes. complete tonal shift that the movie had. Well, I don't think you could duplicate what the first one had. I think they had to go and it, what it, didn't the second one. Oh, God, I'm sorry if I don't remember this right. But isn't the second one more about like group thinking? Like, wasn't it the, the second one supposed to be kind of like a, a group hypnosis? Or something yeah, like it's that. so like a, like weird. A, the concept man. of like if a, a group believes something, it becomes a reality. Like if one person believes something so hard that they can convince society because it was kind of like a um a, a dig kind of slash take on what happened with Blair Witch if some people believed it was real so much that it kind yeah. of spread that that narrative almost like what the directors did with their uh their viral campaign yeah, I think that was like the premise of it was to go find out if this if Blair Witch Project was real or, or maybe it was some movie like Blair Witch Project but I honestly can I only remember like random scenes of this movie, like the weird orgy scene that happened in fast forward. And they're like in a warehouse for an unusually long part of this movie. So I remember that remember two thirds of the movies in a warehouse. Which I was like, where was that at? I do want to revisit this film because I haven't seen it since it released. Yeah. That's how long it's been. And I don't remember it very well. Uh, I'm interested to see. I remember people not liking it when it came. Oh, it was compared like it was, it was not great. I remember like going like I get the concept here, but I feel like, I don't know. Just if you're suffered. thinking you're going to go see another Blair Witch and you're all amped for that, and then you saw this, it'd be like, mm, okay. And there's very little found footage. It's very much like... like yeah, they find their own footage. Yeah, That's it's like, like how they piece their camera, story together. Like, you know, like security cam footage half the time. And yeah. there's all sorts of random shit. Yeah. It was a bizarre movie. If you wanted a movie in the same vein, you'd have to wait another 16 years. But it's got that dope Marilyn Manson song. That's true. John, you said... That you saw the 2016 one. Yeah, I watched it immediately after this one because they are both on Prime, so that was easy enough. What'd you um, think? It was all right. It, it was... I liked that they to, they didn't try to get around technology. They kind of embraced it, which was cool. So, like, they had a GPS tracker, which everyone would have in 2016, but it just didn't work. I was like, all right, I dig that. Um, and then I did, like... They kind of ruined it because it was in the trailer, but I did appreciate the drone shot where they sent that drone up and then it was just trees fucking everywhere. That was crazy. That was like, a I great... love that shot. There was some really interesting stuff in that that movie that I thought was like, this works. Yeah. It was... I would say it was enjoyable. Um, I would recommend that as the sequel to the first Blair yes. Witch as opposed to even, like, acknowledging two. Yeah, I would agree. And if you were like, oh, I only want to watch one, watch the original just because it's such a milestone movie, but almost... 
I may have liked the second one a little better just because it was more modern. I it felt like more it like a movie. the same feel yeah. as the first one. I mean, even the end is kind of very similar. And they're both nights and shorts. You can watch them back to back like I did, and it only takes like two hours and 40 minutes. So Yeah, it's not too bad. Well, when they're on a streaming service for free, what do you got to lose? Exactly. Your time. Your precious, <laughs> precious time. That's true. <laughs> the one commodity we don't get more of, fellas. Come on. <laughs> I can't even finish that. And with that, we're out of time. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Wow, that was bleak. <laughs> <laughs>